Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Amen, amen, amen. You may be seated. I want to read three verses out of the book of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes. Amen. Chapter number four and verse number nine. Ecclesiastes four, verse nine. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth. For he hath not another to help him up. And verse 12, if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. And I want to teach tonight on the subject, we are better together. We're better together. Amen. You know, we do not live in a vacuum we do not, we're not islands to ourselves. Some people think, well, I don't need anybody. I can do it all on my own. Oh, no, they'll learn, they, I hope. Amen. We can only do so much by ourselves. No matter how smart we are, how strong we are, uh, how, uh, you know, talented we are, we can only do so much by ourselves. Remember this, even the Lone Ranger had Tonto. Amen. So he wasn't, he was the lone ranger. He could do it by himself, but you know, he had his, he had his help. So we are better together. So if, uh, if I, as our text verse said, if two are better than one, then three are better than two and so on. We are stronger together. So our, our text said that uh, a threefold cord is not soon broken. So when, you know, most ropes and uh, cables and different things, they're not just made out of one piece of just solid whatever, because they found that when you take a bunch of little things and you put them together and you tie them together, they become stronger. So if I take one piece of thread, I can maybe break that. But if I take two and three and several pieces of thread and weave them into a little thread rope, uh, I'm going to slice my fingers trying to break that. Amen. So we're stronger together. Uh, the Golden Gate Bridge is uh, something that uh, was in construction in the early 30s, and it was still a, 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 a manufacturing and architectural uh, you know, marvel at the time. You know, they, if you look at that bridge, there are two main cables that go down uh, across the top of those two uh, uh, main supports on either side. And those cables are three feet, over three feet from one end to the other diameter. They're huge. Amen. And they, su- they, they support the entire length of the bridge. Amen. And they go the entire length. Uh, you know, each cable weighs 12,000 tons. And they actually had to, that was too heavy for them 
to make them off-site and bring them there and try to lift them up. So they actually made the cables on-site and they twisted them. And in each of those cables is made up of 25,572 individual wires the size of a pencil, the thickness of a pencil. So they strung that, thick, that pencil-thick wire from one of those towers to the other across away, which is, you know, about a mile or whatever it is, half a mile, that bridge uh, is long, and, and then back the other way, and then back the other way. And then when they got those 25,572, they had a twisting machine that was, that was uh, made just to be on there, and it took six months to twist those cables, those wires into the cables you know, six months. What, hey, what, how are we doing? Well, we're still twisting, you know, five months, five months, still twisting, you know, six months. It's amazing. And if you put those cables end to end, those individual wires, they would go 80,000 miles, which is several times around the whole uh, circumference of the earth. It's amazing. So the entire weight of that roadway deck that the cars drive on and all that kind of stuff is supported and suspended, which is about 400,000 tons by just two cables made up of a bunch of little wires. We're stronger together. Amen. So if one person, the Bible said one person can put a thousand enemies to flight and two people can put 10,000 enemies to flight, how many enemies can an entire church that's unified in one mind and one purpose put to flight? That's, a, that's an awesome question. Amen. We are safer together. There's safety in numbers. There's strength in numbers. You know, uh, you know I, I, I like to, uh, my wife doesn't really like them because she doesn't like when any animals get hurt or whatever, but I kind of like those uh, you know, those African uh, wild animal shows or whatever. But, you know, somebody's going to get hurt because somebody's hungry and then somebody's there and they're going to eat that one. And she doesn't like to see that. And I, I can understand, whatever. So, but anyway, you know, when the lions are on the prowl, the lion comes up and they start surveying a, a herd of wildebeest, you know, which kind of is like a, almost like a big deer looking thing, uh, a small, uh, you know, ox or cow looking thing. And, and it's looking for the weak ones. It's looking for ones, you know, just, that's getting away from the pack. It's looking for ones that, you know, maybe the old ones or whatever. And if he can get one off by himself, that wildebeest is usually in big trouble. Amen. But when the herd stays together, you know, the, the, the lion knows he, he's no, no match. Now, this picture shows water buffaloes. Amen. And, you know, the Bible said, you know, that when that the, the, the devil is like a lion, you know, seeking whom he may devour. Uh, so first Peter five, verse eight said, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. So we're not alone. And when we realize we can resist that, can we put that picture of those, the lion with that, those, um, those wild buffaloes back up? So in this case, when, the, when the, uh, the herd stayed together and they were unified, they ran the lion off. Amen. And so then the Bible said, 
that we, we should, we, if we resist the devil, he will flee from us. And he is like a lion, a roaring lion. If we resist him, and the best resistance is when we're locked with faith and, and, and prayers and in our expectation and in our authority in God's word. Amen. And we can push that enemy off. Amen. We're much better at resisting the devil together. But in order to successfully be together, we must agree on some things. Amos 3 verse 3 said, Can two walk together except they be agreed? Amen. So, you know, usually you can't go together too long unless you got something you can agree with. You know, and that's why the Bible talks about when we are yoked together. You know what a yoke is. I'm not talking about an egg yoke. But a yoke is when they would connect two oxen together to plow a field. A yoke was the thing they connected. It was made out of wood. Later, they were made out of metal or chains or whatever. But they had two harnesses. And, you know, if the left one was going, you know, wanted to go left, the right one needed to go left too. And, you know, they had to agree together. And that's why the Bible said, don't be unequally yoked together, you know, with situations and, you know, when you have a best friend, when you have a soulmate, a spouse, it's so important that you can agree on many things or else that relationship won't go very far and it will not last. Amen. We got to agree when we're walking together, when we're going, we have similar goals, we're going to a similar place. And that's what we're talking about when we talk about the church of the living God. We have similar goals and we're going to the same place. Amen. We're going to the eternal place of heaven. Praise God. You know, and after Jesus rose from the dead, he instructed his followers to wait in Jerusalem until they, re the, they receive the promise of the Father, which is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It was important that they all be on the same page when it came to the things of God. And Acts chapter 2, verse 1 and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Amen. It wasn't just uh, good enough to be in one place, because we we've all been in one place with people, amen, and nobody's agreeing with anything. And there's, been, there's bickering, or there's this and that, and everybody's going their own direction. But it's vital that we're also in one accord. It's more, more than just a physical thing. It's a spiritual thing. It's a thing of our minds and our hearts and our spirits. See, the word accord means to agree, to be in harmony, to be unified, to be like-minded. Philippians 2.2 said, Fulfill my joy that you may be like-minded, having the same love, being in one accord and one of uh, one mind. Philippians 1.27, that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. And you know, we keep reading uh, after chapter 2, verse 1 in the book of Acts, and we find out that all 120 that were in the upper room it, were filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. The church was born. And now the church needed to rally around and continue in certain principles and practices that would keep them together and help them make, make them better people. Acts chapter 2 verse 42, it said, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. These were the things that after people had received the Spirit of God, after they were baptized, amen, these were the things that would keep them together and keep them strong, moving as the church 
that God wanted them to be. Amen. The apostles' doctrine was one thing. Fellowship was another thing. Breaking of bread was another thing. And prayers was another thing. And all of these things are much better when they are done together with others. In fact, the word fellowship, by definition, is spending time with others. So I really, I can't fellowship with myself, even though I do talk to myself sometime, uh, you know, but I, I hopefully I don't answer myself because then there's a bigger problem, whatever. But, you know, you can't fellowship with yourself. You can eat somebody else. Amen. Two or three or more. You know, one of my favorite things to do when I'm spending time with others is to break bread and to eat. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Praise God. Because it just goes hand in hand. You know, what are we doing? Well, we're sitting here and visiting. Well, we ought to have like a, you know, sandwich in our hand, we know. What's, why, are we have, why are we empty-handed? We ought to be at a table somewhere. Praise God, enjoying a nice cup of coffee or soda or a glass of tea or something. You know, many times over the years, I've gone on business trips for work. I've gone on church trips and seminars and conferences and stuff. And I'm by myself traveling by myself at the airport or by myself, you know, at the hotel. And, and you know, sometimes I'll go to a restaurant and eat, uh, you know, at a restaurant. I'm by myself and, you know, I order by myself. I'm sitting there and the food comes. And then, you know, I just, you know, uh, hoover it in, you know, a vacuum, the hoover. I just, you know, five seconds. Check, please. Because, it's you know, there's nobody to talk to. It's boring. Amen. It's the most boring thing ever. Amen. I, and I, I don't mind traveling alone, but it's nice to have somebody to talk to. You know, and the waiter or the waitress, they're busy. they got other people. You know, I can't tell them my, my life story while they're, you know, trying to fill up somebody else's water or something. So <clears throat> there's just something wonderful and therapeutic about sharing a meal and some good conversation with others, especially those of like precious faith. Amen. Prayer is also better when we do it together. More faith, more hunger, more power. Amen. God hears one. There's no, no doubt about it. God will hear one. But God will, will, you know, definitely when we get two and three and we're agreeing together, God will, you know, do great things. Amen. Even more. Matthew chapter 18, Jesus said, verse 18, Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So binding and loosing, that's like a whole doctrine on its own. But basically, you know, uh, you know we, we bind the devil. We bind, binding means like when you tie something up and, you know, it can't move. So we, we pray against and we bind evil. We bind things that are not good. And then we loose, you know, good things. Lord, loose revival. Let revival loose. Amen. Let, let happiness go and joy and let the Spirit of God move and, and bless relationships and so forth. And let that, so we bind and we loose and we pray. We can do that by ourselves, but we can do it much better together. Because he said, again, verse 19, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. So the first thing we can do it by ourselves, or two of us can get together and agree, and it's better. Amen. And then he goes on, and he even makes it more. He said, verse 24, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Praise God. So he goes from two to two or three, and we know when we get more people, 
Amen. On the same page. That's why I love this. Every, every Tuesday we have fasting and prayer. And we've got, uh, you know, it started off just with, you know, two or three. And then now I think we have probably 10 or more at least. Uh, I don't know. Uh, every Tuesday fasting for some part of the day. And, and God is moving. We're agreeing on things. Amen. You know, the Bible said, Psalms 133.1, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Amen. The people of God. Unity is very important because when we're unified, nothing, you can't be stopped, you know, as easy. Amen. The best place to, to be together in unity in one mind and one accord is none other than the house of God. Amen. That's one of the best places. And I'm so thankful that we're able to come in, indoors now after being online only for so long. Amen. This is like a, a beautiful uh, oasis coming in here and, and being able to see you. Uh, amen. Rub elbows and, and, and just, you know, hear your voice in person. It's just wonderful. Praise God. Psalms 1. Uh, uh, 22 verse 1 said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. Because we know that there's things that will happen here that won't happen at my house. I can pray at my house. I can even get two or three agreeing at my house. But there's something about this house and everybody that comes in that we can really see great things happen. Amen. There's just more faith and more power, it seems like. And so his house must be a high priority in our lives because we are seeing things rapidly change in this world and we're seeing Bible prophecy being fulfilled right before our very eyes. And this is a time to make our calling and election sure. Amen. This is a time to be in God's house together with God's people. Amen. Receiving encouragement, receiving strength, receiving direction for our journey. And as me and uh, brother... Arnold and I were talking, it's like getting a booster shot. That's what we were talking about this, this evening. Amen. It's like getting a booster shot when we come in here and see everybody. Amen. And the Bible said in Hebrews 10, 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Assembling of ourselves together is so important. Praise God. Because we see that day approaching. What is that day? The day of the coming of the Lord. Amen. We are for sure seeing it approach. The best place to praise the Lord is in His house together. Amen. Let's do it right now. Praise God. We can praise Him at home. I praise him in my, in my car all the time. Amen. You can praise him <clears throat> anywhere you want. Praise God. But there's nothing like praising him in his house. Praise God. The Bible said, Psalm 134, verse 2, lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Amen. It's in his house we do that, and it's special. Psalms 150, verse 1, praise ye the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary. And Psalm 100, verse 4, we sing a little chorus that said, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Bless his name. Bless his name. His name is Jesus. 
Amen. And speaking of his name, amen, his name is, is better to be praised together as well. Psalm 34, verse 3, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Let's do it together because we can really, when, because he inhabits the praise of his people. And when we praise his name, he comes in a special way. Now, the apostles' doctrine, so I'm covering all these four things that we are to continue in together. Amen. And that's how, there's a, that's how we get a healthy church. That's how we stay together and we stay strong. Amen. The apostles' doctrine is the apostles' teaching. And it is best received when we're together in his house. Oh, you can listen to preaching and teaching on the radio. Amen. It's on TV or whatever. You can do all that. Sure. Amen. But there's nothing like, uh, you know, but you know, those, those guys on the radio, they don't know who you are. Those guys on TV, they don't know who you are. I mean, you might, you know, call them up and say hi every once in a while. I don't know, whatever. Amen. But you know what? There's something about coming to a place, amen, where everybody knows you, praise God, and the, and the shepherd and the pastor knows you, praise God, and you can receive the word of God in person, amen, from somebody that's praying for you specifically and preaching to you specifically, praise God. Romans 10, 17 said, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. And so, you know, we can read it all day long, and that's important. We need to read it. But there's something about hearing it. Praise God. Because until we hear it, you know, because we, we, if we are a hearer only and not a doer, we'll be in trouble. But we got to hear it first, so then we can do it. Amen. And so faith comes when we hear the preached and taught Word of God. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18 said, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it's the power of God. Amen. Because, you know, somebody that comes in and maybe they're, you know, they, they're here for, you know, some people come to church for different reasons or whatever. And some people that maybe come for the, the wrong reasons sometimes, amen, they might see a preacher up there. Maybe I'll just give myself as an example. Uh, and on Sundays, especially when I'm getting all red in the face and I'm sweating and I'm spitting and the first rows are getting wet, like at the Shambu Stadium at SeaWorld and all this kind of stuff, amen. And, uh, and, uh, and they're probably saying, man, this is foolishness. This guy's, why, why didn't, you know, even my own friends uh, uh, that, uh, that from work that had come and visited a couple times, uh, you know, in the past, uh, you know, they, uh, she, she, uh, she told me that next Monday. She said, I told my husband, you know, Randy could just tone it down. We get it. We get it. Just calm down up there. I go, no, no, you don't understand. Praise God. It's the anointing of the Holy Ghost. It's the power. It's preaching. Amen. I should have told her, hey, come on a Thursday night. I mean, but even on this Thursday night, she probably started going crazy. Amen. Amen. One, one preacher said, you know, the, the difference between teaching and preaching, one's telling and the other's yelling. Amen. But it's all the word of God. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Verse 21 of that chapter said, for after the wisdom that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. So you see, 
People will say, well, you know, I was born again and now I'm fine. I'm just living for God at home. You know what? You need a church. You need the church. Amen. You need God. Pray. You need to be together with God's people in the apostles' doctrine and prayers and breaking of bread and fellowship. We can't just go. We, we got to realize that, you know, that once we're born again, Amen. Yeah, we're ready to go. But in every day that passes, we need preaching to keep us going in the right direction. It, he, he chose the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And that's why we come every Thursday and Sunday and get our regular diet of preaching and teaching. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Helen Keller said, alone we can do so little. Together, we can do so much because we're better together. Mother Teresa said, I can do things you cannot, and you can do things I cannot. Together, we can do great things. And that's true. Amen. We can go down the line and say what everybody's strengths are, what everybody's... Uh, you know, hobbies are and, and what you're talented at and all that stuff. And we all can't do the same thing that everybody does. But when we go together, and that's what we call a symphony. Amen. Because everybody can't play the violin. But you know, some people play the violin and some people are on percussion and some people are on the wind instruments and some people are on those things over there and those things over there. Amen. And you just have a nice symphony when you get everybody together, even though they're doing different things, they harmonize together. And that's what the church is all about, the body of Christ. We are all fitly framed together as the body of Christ. Not everybody is an eye. Not everybody can be an eye. What are we going to have, a, a big eyeball just bouncing down the street? I'm going to start running like the blob or something. Amen. And not everybody's an eye. Everybody's, if somebody's a pinky, somebody's a, you know, an elbow, somebody's, you know, in a shoe all the time. And hey, we don't see them very much, but we know they're there. Amen. We, you know, we, we're all different parts. Praise God. But we all work together. Amen. Under the head, which is Christ. Would you stand with me? What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast and may God bless you.